Okay, my friends, here we go. Podcast number 248. And uh, I'm actually going to be talking about Moldavite, which is a tektite, fairly rare, and is starting to become super popular in the mainstream due to that TikTok video that started to go viral. And uh, it's been totally affecting me and my um, somewhat side hobby of selling Moldavite. So I've been buying and selling Moldavite for 13 years now. Uh, Early 2009, uh, Moldavite came into my life. And that's the only way that I can say it. That's the only way I can say it. But uh, before I get to that deep story, because really this podcast is just about how Moldavite came into my life. um, I've had a couple webs. I I just want to explain a little bit about buying and selling Moldavite and my little history. So, you know, it showed up and then I was basically into Moldavite. I've never really been into crystals that much or stones or rocks or anything along those lines, but Moldavite showed up and, you know, all that really changed. I just started to really get into Moldavite. And, uh, you know, at first I was collecting it, buying it what I can, learning as much as I could about it. And, uh, then I just kind of started buying it and having more of it and collecting it. And then I was selling some of it so I could buy more. And then uh, then I was meeting people online. Uh, there's Arcadia.com. Uh, I, my first real high-quality Moldavites came from Katie and the crew over there. So that's always been so special and beneficial. And then I met my good friend Nico, who's a French man that actually lived in the Czech Republic for a long time and was a, a pretty high-end Moldavite dealer, not necessarily quantity, but certainly quality. And then there's a collector who I also met online through Nico and just collecting Luke over in, uh, he lives in China. He's another Frenchman, lives in China. Huge collector. has got a beautiful collection, beautiful collection. Um, and then I just started buying and selling more, and then I started to learn more about it, and then I was getting good deals wherever I could find them. I'd find some on eBay, and then I got some connections in the Czech Republic, and I was buying more and more from Nico. And then, you know, I actually went out to uh, went out to Europe in 2015 and uh, actually spent a month with my good friend Nico out in the Czech Republic. We walked the fields of South Bohemia looking for Moldavite. I got some great Moldavite off him. I went to Chesky Krumlov, which is all these Moldavite shops selling Moldavite and the beautiful Moldavite museum and uh, met a couple miners and just I had a great time. Listened to a lot of Nick Drake driving around hunting for Moldavite. It was so special. Uh, And then two years later, I went to Tibet on a medical mission and I ended up staying an extra two or three weeks, uh, maybe 18 days, something like that. But I went to visit my good friend Luke in China. Uh, He showed me his collection and we hung out. And I got to tell you, I've, you know, and over over the course of the past 13 years, I've done a lot of buying and selling. I've had two uh, different websites, uh, IdahoMoldavite.com and MoldaviteCrystalGems.com. Those are down uh, just because of the current situation. And then, um, yeah, I sold a lot on Facebook for quite some time. Uh, yeah, so 
10 years, I've met incredible people. I've acquired some great connections. And, you know, I've bought Moldavite by the kilo. I've done a lot of 500 gram stuff. You know, I've got it shipped directly from the Czech Republic. Um, and I got in, you know, I got into Moldavite. I mean, it's been 13 years, but I mean, stuff was very inexpensive then. I was buying really great Moldavite at $3 a gram and uh, some really big specimens. Yeah, very inexpensive. But now everything has changed. And, uh, you know, it is a really big part of my life that I don't necessarily talk about. But I was thinking now would be a good time to kind of share a little bit about that because this TikTok video went viral and, uh, yeah, people were calling me up out of nowhere, finding me online, wanting to buy wholesale prices, but only, you know, buy 10 pieces. I'm like, well, no, wholesale is like 100 grams, 500 grams. I'm not a wholesale dealer. I'm just a small seller. I'm not like uh, uh, Michael over at uh, Intervision Crystals. Yeah, that guy's uh, just incredible Moldavite dealer. Probably the best, the longest standing Moldavite dealer in America and buys in huge quantities, uh, has great Moldavite, things of that nature. I've bought some stuff from him. He's, he's shipped me out some stuff I got in Tucson, you know, at the gem show and things like that. But right now, I mean, the price of Moldavite's been going up for 13 years, but in the last three years, it's probably gone up 400 per, 400%. And, uh, you know, there's stuff, there's like 30 gram pieces I bought for 190 bucks that go for like 1600 right now. Average price of Moldavite is $25 a gram, basically. And then really high quality Moldavite's going for $40 a gram, and it's still going up. It's insane. It's insane. But, uh... Yeah, I, I had to stop selling it because I can't afford to buy it anymore. You know, I used to get really great Moldavite for three bucks a gram, get a kilo, cost me, you know, $3,000 for a uh, 1,000 grams. And then I'd pick some of the best pieces out for my personal collection. And then I would break it up into like, you know, B grade and then high, you know, good quality and then, you know, super high quality and, uh, you know, make my money back, get a good stock, have some to sell. Those days are gone for me because now uh, it's like 12, or 12 to $15 a gram wholesale, you know, and, and I just don't move it, you know, at $25 a gram. So, uh, and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy and it's just, oh, it, it hurts a little bit, but just something I don't necessarily want to do or can do right now. So uh, I, I've just kind of pulled back on the whole Moldavite thing. I've, I've, I've pulled back on the whole Moldavite thing. I'm basically just, I have my stock, I have my personal collection, and I'm going to just keep it as an investment. Um, I basically sold my last piece of Moldavite, um, and I got one small one that I'm looking to move. But all that being said, let me back it up 13 years, okay? 2009, 2009 the, economy's, the, the economy has crashed, but it was still kind of crashing. My martial arts school wasn't doing that well. Um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew my mom wasn't in a really good a physical 
condition. You know, she got real sick. She almost died. So I was like, yeah, I got to go get her, you know, and I was just I was just really unsure what my next move was, just like like two million other people. And um, I uh, this was September 2009. Yeah, that's right. That's right. September 2009. And I, I was a little unstable. You know, I'd been running my martial arts school now for 10 years. I did really good. But when the economy goes bad, you know, people tighten up a little bit. So they're letting go of some really important things like Aikido and yoga and physical health, things that are really good for you. But at the same time, pornography and alcohol and drug sales shoot way up. So it's a little backwards. Uh, nonetheless, I, you know, financially, it was getting really hard to run my martial arts school living in the north end of Boise. And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I remember going to the Hyde Park Street Fair, which is a, a local event here in the North End. It's a really big deal. People love it. Great music, a uh, lot of local vendors, a lot of vendors coming in, you know, booths from out of the country. I mean, out of the state, things of that nature. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, I just found myself in this crystal shop. And mostly, I think initially I was like just wanted to go through there. And I even told myself, I don't even like crystals, but I was just checking things out. I was walking around the North end, uh, well, the street fair and just, you know, listening to music, talking to friends, having a good time. And then, so I walked in there and I had a little connection with the woman. We, you know, she's like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? Are you looking for anything in particular? I'm like, no, not really. I'm just kind of checking it out, you know? And then I left and then I don't know what I did, but all I know is I found myself back in her booth. And I was just kind of looking around and she's like, are you sure there's something I can, is there anything I can help you with? Is there something I you need to, you're looking for? And I was like, no, nah, I don't really think so. You know, I'm just looking around. So then I went, you know, listened to some music and stuff. And then, you know, oddly enough, I came back to that crystal shop, that rock shop. And at this point, the woman just kind of looked at me. I was like, yeah, I know I'm back and I don't know why I'm back, but I'm just back. And then I left. And then I came in for the fourth time. And that's when she she really kind of she she cut d not deep a little bit, but she went deep. She's like, OK, what's going on? You know, because we had a little bit of rapport. There was something cool about her. She knew there was something cool about me. So we had that little psychic soul connection, that kind of thing. And it's funny because just by the way she asked me, she's like, all right, what's going on? I, I was like, okay, she cut all the fat. She wants to get right to the point. And I said, okay, here's what's going on. I don't know what is drawing me into your shop because I'm not really into crystals or anything like that. I was like, but there's something here for me and I don't really know what it is. And she showed me a couple of rocks and, you know, some really unique stuff. And I was like, no, no, that's not it. It's in a whole different category. I was like, you got something totally unique, something really not necessarily bizarre, but just unusual. Like just there is something here for me. And she's like, oh, hold on. I got you. And she pulled out a small handful of Moldavite. And she's like, oh, this is Moldavite. And she said it's got an extraterrestrial origin. She's like, it's basically from outer space, which is not actually true. But when I read the description that she had, 
there, which is a pretty standard description of Moldavite, I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. She's like, this is why I'm in your booth. That's what I said. This is why I'm in your booth. And uh, she's like, well, look, I don't really have uh, any like super high quality Moldavite. I just got some kind of rough cut. You know, it's $6 a gram. She's like, but I have some nice carvings of Buddhas. I was like, well, let me see those. You know, so I ended up buying like four pieces from her, maybe five. I, I know I gave one away. I gave two away. Maybe I bought six. I don't know. I still have four pieces from her. Three are the original raw Moldavite specimens that I acquired. And then I have one carved Buddha, maybe two. Um, but that's how it started. And it was really interesting because I think back about that a lot, you know, and when I look at how Moldavite comes into people's lives, you know, it usually shows up as like, they, they call it the mechanism of change. You know, it's the great accelerator of change. Now, uh, I do want to share that I am Buddhist, so I don't really believe that there is anything external that can like cause my change. You know, things can be a great condition of change, but, you know, there's nothing really external causing my change outside of my control. So, um, you know, I mean, it can be a very powerful vehicle. A lot of people are into the deep, very meta metaphysical end of Moldavite. It's considered one of the 12 synergy stones. It's one of the most, you know, powerful substances on, plant, on planet Earth. You know, it's supposed to awaken these chakras and all that. I'm not really into the phys metaphysical end of Moldavite either. All I could really say at the time is that it is something that basically just kind of came into my life, you know, and and uh, it, it showed up like a comet, basically. And Moldavite is what's called a tektite. So it's not a meteorite, right? But it's basically the result of a very large meteor impact at a certain speed, at a certain angle of a certain size. Now, it's fairly rare, right? Meteorites are not so rare, but it takes a little bit of work to get an asteroid big enough at the right angle and the right speed to create a tektite. The a tektite is the result of an, uh, uh, an astral object hitting the planet. So Moldavite has an extraterrestrial origin, meaning it's an asteroid from outer space hitting our planet. And yes, it might have some like space dust in very small amounts in there, but it's really, that's what hits the planet and causes it, right? It, it shoots up a lot of debris into the atmosphere. It's all molten and it rains back down. Now, the place that Moldavite hit, that the asteroid that hit, hit outside of Bulgaria, right? And uh, I, can't I, I can't really pronounce the name of the city, but that whole city is inside the crater that created Moldavite. So it hit over in Bulgaria, shot a bunch of stuff up into the air, a bunch of green stuff, right? It's solidified, this molten material solidified and rained back down on the planet 15 million years ago and ended up in the Czech Republic of all places, lo and behold, right? And uh, yeah, tech, Moldavite is the only tektite that's green and basically the only one that's uh, gem quality, right? And it's got great history. There's some really great history 
uh, about Moldavite showing up in the Holy Grail and just like all this metaphysical stuff and all these kings and queens that loved it. And, uh, you know, they talk about it being kryptonite for Superman and power is Green Lantern and all this stuff. I mean, it's, there's such great lore about uh, Moldavite. And it dates back, you know, like 15, 16,000 uh, years it, it's been used. You know, and there's other tektites and impactites, right? Uh, like Libyan desert glass and uh, javanites, you know. And there's basically four to six impacts uh, over the course of the last 200 million years that have produced a tektite. That's how rare they are, okay? Um that's how rare they are. So uh, it's interesting. I'm just kind of spacing out because I also have a few, I collect a few tektites, like a Georgite, a Javanite, um, and a couple. And I have some Libyan desert glass and uh, Darwin glass. You know, that probably is like 5% of my collection. Mostly I have Moldavite. I mostly am a Moldavite dealer and collector, but now just kind of collector and and uh, yeah, it's really interesting how it came into my life. And then it's funny because it's it's known to show up in people's lives when they need it, right? And, and basically, I don't really believe in any of the like external separate power of Moldavite on its own, right? Like the stone of transformation and things like that. But I, I do believe it can be a powerful condition, right? And oddly enough, it did have an interesting effect on me because... I don't think it was the night that I got it, but it was definitely within three days. I, I slept with it under my pillow and I had the most intense dream that was in, like incredibly revealing for me. And it was, you know, when I woke up the next day, because I had read some stuff about Moldavite having this effect on people. And and uh, and I was like, yeah, that was really interesting because it just helped me make the decision about closing my dojo. Like that was like, okay, that this is definitely what I need to do. I've had trouble making this decision, but yeah, this needs to happen. And it really wasn't, but maybe seven months later that I actually closed my dojo within eight months, you know, and I remember talking to my girlfriend at the time about it and, and uh, yeah, and it's funky. Right. It's funky. And even to this day, people ask me about Moldavite. I, you know, for the 10 years I dealt it, people would always ask me about the metaphysical qualities and this kind of stuff. And I've always been very honest. I was like, you know, I realize for some people it's a very powerful thing, but I don't really believe in the metaphysical end of that. You know, I, I don't deny it's a very powerful condition for people, but it's not an alien substance. You know, it's not like from... Uh, the Orion area or uh, what's the, uh, I can't remember the, the name of that constellation that people usually refer that Moldavite's from and, uh, you know, or it has this certain extra power. No, it's really cool. Don't get me wrong. And it is super rare. It is super rare. And I'm glad to have been dealing it for 10 years, you know, um, because right now it's just, it's as it as it more deeply creeps into the mainstream it just becomes more and more expensive and uh yeah i just i i can't really buy it anymore and uh try to sell it i mean maybe i would make an investment in it but yeah just to even think about selling it for a profit is like 
yeah, just it's kind of beyond my capacity. And and uh, I have I still have some friends, Arcadia.com and Intervision Crystals. I watch those guys in their business because, you know, Arcadia, they have they have a plot of land over in the Czech Republic. They're they're pulling that stuff right out of the ground. They have connections over there. They go over there. And then, yeah, Intervision Crystals, you know, they're a. Uh, they're really the main dealer here in the States. You know, Michael's got a great thing going on. And uh, holy smokes, man, I can't believe how expensive Moldavite has gotten. Like, it is, it has gone up so much in the last three years. I mean, to go from like, you know, $9 a gram to $25 a gram just for just mid-range stuff is amazing. But, you know, people are selling it for $80 a gram, $100 a gram. It's just really, really incredible because when I got into it, I was buying it for $3 a gram, high quality stuff. Uh, and then the mid range was like $2 a gram. And that was just 13 years ago. People that I know that have been in it for 20 years, you know, they were getting it so cheap. They can't believe how much it's worth right now. And then even like a long time ago in the Czech Republic, this is what people were telling me when I was there. They're like, oh yeah, we used to dig that stuff out of the ground and just destroy it and throw it away and not do anything with it. Um, but there's a guy I follow on on uh, eBay. Uh, he's selling it for an old farmer in the Czech Republic. This guy in the Czech Republic basically kept everything that he farmed up, and he's got super rare 100-gram 100, 100 specimens just recently for sale, a lot of 30, 40, and 60-gram specimens, just totally incredible stuff. I mean, this farmer is reaping the benefits of a lifetime of of a good choice of keeping all that moldavite he was digging up as a farmer right and then even the czech republic has made it a uh, national treasure so it's just getting harder to get out you know when i was in the czech republic you can't you can't dig for it you can only find it on the surface right now mining is totally illegal You'll get arrested. It's just, it's crazy. And I've even sold some Moldavite for a very high price to people in the Czech Republic. They're trying to bring it back. But, you know, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, and I haven't done so much with Moldavite in the last year uh, other than just kind of sit on what I have and hold my ground. And I've closed down my websites and I'm getting ready to close down my Facebook page Uh about Moldavite and just basically go into high-end collector mode and appreciator, appreciator of Moldavite. And then at some point, I'll probably end up selling it, you know. Um, I kind of initially got into it as an investment, and mostly I would buy and sell so I could have nice pieces. And, and you know, if I buy a 1,000 grams, you know, I can make my money back and make money and have, you know, acquire a lot more nice specimens for my collection. Um, but I think one of the greatest things about Moldavite for me is simply the connections I've made with other people. Specifically, you know, uh, Katie over at Arcadia and her husband, um, and then Michael over at Intervision Crystals. But very deeply, Nico, my my good, dear French friend who lived in the Czech Republic, who I spent a month with, had such a great time with the guy. And then Luke out in China. And I visited these guys. I mean, you know, Moldavite has brought us all together. We all met online. And then I physically went out to see them and spend time with them and enjoy their company. And 
and we still connect on Facebook, and it's just been, you know, social media, online. It's been really spectacular. Uh, the one thing that I haven't been able to do is to get out to Tucson for the, you know, the gem show. Uh, there's a lot of Moldavite that gets peddled around there. Price is going to start getting like super crazy. But uh, um, yeah, it's just really, you know, I, Moldavite as a condition you know, as a very powerful condition, did help me make a decision, you know, with its support, so to speak. I don't say that it did, like, necessarily made that change for me, but it definitely, you know, it had an interesting effect on me. And um, and then over the past 10 years, it's just been really great, you know, kind of being in the Moldavite mix. I'm sure it's going to come out more and more into the mainstream and... uh there's a very limited amount, you know, at some point, like mines are closing down. It's going to be really hard to get that out of the Czech Republic in a very short amount of time. So I, I guess I'm glad I got in when I got in. And uh, that's really, you know, that's really my, a little bit of my history with Moldavite. Basically, I wanted to tell you how it showed up because it was so that whole story about like just walking into that gem shop at the Hyde Park Street Fair and knowing there was something there for me. It's like Moldavite was calling for me. And, uh, you know, just deeply connecting with it. It's, you know, it's a very quiet part of my life amongst people I know. They don't really know that I, you know, kind of am a Moldavite dealer. But, uh, you know, it is a it is a pretty deep part of my life, and especially these past 13 years. And so I guess we'll just see what the future brings with Moldavite in my life. Okay, my friends, there we go. One of my longer podcasts at 26 minutes and um, maybe even a little longer here. So what's coming up? I'm getting ready to go have that medical procedure done on my arm to kind of help my torn uh, tendon. And uh, I'm, I'm a little terrified. So that's coming up the day after tomorrow. We'll see what the next podcast is. I don't know how much uh, computer stuff I'm going to do. Maybe I'll just do a short podcast in advance. Uh, we'll see. See if I can't come up with something Thursday morning. But it's Tuesday night, and uh, pandemic's just running amok. Uh, a lot of people I know are sick, not, and not just with the vid, but just, I don't know, something. Um, it's all around. A lot of people I know are getting COVID. So, yeah, it's creeping in. It's creeping in. Um, and that's that. Let's just keep it at that, my friends. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for hanging in there. And uh, just Google Moldavite and see what you can find. Check it out. Learn a little something on your own. Okay, my friends. There it is. There it is. I'm going to check out and uh, stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>